Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. It's time for school, Rock School, with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. I don't want to go on the old silly stereotype that men can be ready, you know, quick shower and a shave and women take forever. It's okay. Yeah, I mean, you don't do that a whole lot. No, I don't. But I'm assuming there are women that will take so long to get ready that it's annoying. I know a lot of women who take forever to get ready. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show, whether you like it or not, on the Rock School Radio Network, 17 radio stations strong. Nice. Hi, Tammy. How are you? I'm good. Excellent. I have a show here for you, but first I want to ask you a question. Okay. Have you ever had a song written for or about you? Uh, yes. Yes, one. you have. That's, well, there's more than that, but oh, one. Oh, there are? Oh, okay. I've, uh, I got a lot more. In fact, there are songs that uh, you might not like that are written about oh, you. Oh, dear. But uh, the one you probably know is God Can Only Love you more which is the song i wrote and played at our wedding right yes in altoona pennsylvania the tri-city metropolis of altoona pennsylvania lions right go nittany lions go penn state do you know what woman and and again i don't know that this is 100 correct but i can make a solid legitimate case for this what woman has had more rock songs written about her than any other woman in history? Hmm? hmm? Can you tell me? Oh, huh? it's, uh, huh? she dated George huh? Harrison. Yes. Clapton. 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 Come on, come on. Bo- Patty Boyd. Right, and you've read her autobiography. Yeah, I did. I need to do that. We have the book here, and uh, you got the story of everything. And I got to tell you what, it isn't the nicest story. You'd think if everyone wrote all these songs about you, you wouldn't be handed around like an object. Except she was. So we're going to play a song here. We're going to come back. We're going to tell you the story of how Patty Boyd got herself into this sort of circle of faith that was all the way around the Beatles. It's an hour about Patty Boyd. It is only songs about Patty Boyd. There's a lot of them that I'm playing that are legitimately said, this is about Patty Boyd. And then there's a whole bunch of them that might be about Patty Boyd. The only ones I'm going to play and talk about today are the ones that have, by the author, been said, this is about Patty Boyd. And the list is long as you're on. Oh, so, I'm excited. 1965, Help, I Need You by Harrison. Patty Boyd, this is the first time she sort of shows up as a muse in a song. Sounds like this on Rock School. You don't realize how much I need you. Love you all the time and never leave you. Please come on back to me. I need you. I need you.
Patty Boyd for an hour here on Rock School. And by the way, every song I'm going to play is in chronological order. Oh, I like it. Right. So instead of just sort of putting them out there, because yeah. right now the whole world has gone to Layla. Yes, they that's have. That's the one immediately that everyone goes, oh, that's about Patty Boyd. Well, Layla doesn't happen for a few years. So we got to get through some we Beatles songs. We got a lot songs. of songs before Layla. Oh, easily, easily. And some of them are really big. Like everybody's probably immediately jumped to something by George Harrison, something in the way she yeah. moves. That's blatantly about Patty Boyd, and it's been admitted it's about Patty Boyd. But I have another song before something even shows up. Wow. So let's talk Patty Boyd. Let's and, do it. And you have revisited her uh, page online to look at some bio stuff. So mm-hmm. what you read in the autobiography is starting to sort of come back to you. But how did Patty Boyd make her way into the Beatles' inner circle? Pretty straightforward. She was a model at the time. She was in the 60s working as a model. And it's said that she was sort of the first hip 1960s model and that people like Twiggy based their moves and their turning of the hips and all that kind of stuff that (laughs) makes models models. Which is kind of funny because do you remember Twiggy's moves? Yeah, she's about, you know, as big around as a popsicle stick. Yeah, but her moves were so... Over exaggerated, right? Oh, it was crazy. And it said she based it on Patty Boyd. Now, is that true? That's what I read. So, I mean, you know, why let the facts get in the way of a good story? I hear you. The Beatles then got hooked up with Richard Lester, who was at the at the time a director for television, and they said, "Look, we need to make a movie," which is really was a, a money grab to get 16, 17 year old girls to go into the theater, spend a whole lot of money, buy popcorn, and scream, "Ah, the Beatles!" The thing is, Lester made a really good movie. If you have watched Hard Day's Night, Night, Hard Day's Night, it is a wonderful film with a lot of dumb comedy and fun. And I get it. It's a lot of monkey stuff where, oh, my God, the gorilla has escaped from the zoo. We'd better (laughs) sing a song, you know, and instruments Uh, appear out of nowhere. She's a schoolgirl in it, right? Well, she's sort of... The girls, as you will. Okay. Toward the beginning, they're on a train. The Beatles are on a train. Oh, those scamps. Uh-huh. And they go back into the cargo hold to look at the animals that are back there. And John Lennon's like, what should we do? Uh, let's play cards. And so they play cards. Oh, those scamps. And he he begins to cheat at cards. And you hear a couple giggles, and Ringo Starr goes, oh, it's the girls. <laughs> yeah, like at that point, you were dying when they showed up. <laughs> but they begin to sing, Do You Want to Know a Secret? And like most of these movies at the time, all the instruments appear out of literally nowhere. Yeah. And there are th- uh, two girls, I believe. I'm thinking back on it. I know the last time I watched the film, I think there's two girls. But one of them is Patty Boyd. She's the one with long blonde hair and keeps reaching through to sort of grab Ringo's mop top. Oh, That's her. Okay, I got to go back and revisit this now. That's how she gets into the Beatles' inner circle because it's there's... how she gets into Ringo's head, huh? Well, no, it's George Harrison. Oh, George Harrison. Right, right, it's yeah. Harrison that that sort of becomes enamored with her. True. And that's how she makes her way into it. So let's play another Patty Boyd tune from the Beatles, January 1969. It's all too much. It's a Harrison composition. It's about her here on Rock School.
It's all too much. Beatles here on Rock School. We're still play, back in 1969. Uh, What's that? Did you that? play What's the that? long version or the, or the short version? Oh, I played the short version. If I keep putting up seven-minute songs, <laughs> we'll be able to talk twice, and that'll be that. It does go on for it a does. while. Now doesn't it? Okay, so let's continue talking about this. I've often wondered, because it's not only George Harrison that she put her spell onto, it's also Eric Clapton that she put her spell onto, and Ron Wood that she put her spell onto, and other musicians. Do you suppose she went out of her way to do this? Do you think that she was just being herself and these things just happened to her? Or was this something on her part, being a woman, being, uh, you know, somebody who has the ability yeah. to put a spell? Do you think she went out of her way to do this? Maybe yeah. after George Harrison? Well, yeah. you know, I, I, I think she was so beautiful. No question. And it, yeah, and there was no question about that. And I, I just believe. Yeah, but physical wears mm, off. She must have been no. more than just a pretty face. Well, I, it did wear off. Well, it would, yeah. Uh, Eventually with some people, but not with everyone. I get it. Yeah, but the, the ugly side of it is coming up some real Some people soon, loved her though. until, you know, they died. But uh, I think she was extremely extremely beautiful you've met those people before sure they're just physically perfect they're like oh my god are you real now you don't meet a lot of them right but But when you do you look like a doll right? right now she marries harrison real quick I know. Real quick. and like, it o- within a year, kind of right. quick. And it only lasts until 1977. But before that, she has a brief fling with somebody else. And then there's the story of what happens between Harrison and Clapton. And you say, well, what do you mean Harrison and Clapton? Don't you mean Patty Boyd? Oh, no. She was a bit of a piece of property at that point in time. But we're here in October 1969 as we talk about the woman who may very well have more rock songs written about her than anyone else. It's the Beatles and one written by George Harrison. Something, obviously, here on Rock School. Thank you. 
Okay, coming into the first break just a little bit early because the song out of the first break is a bit long. And if you've seen the movie Goodfellas, you probably know the one I'm going after. For You Blue, the Beatles May of 1970. That is also about Patty Boyd. In case you're wondering where I got a good bit of this, multiple websites, the concept of how do you know this is about Patty Boyd, multiple websites, something, the concept of uh, her being the inspiration for it came from her book. Right. She simply stated, Harrison wrote this song for me. For You Blue, and, and same there's, way. There's no reason to believe that these songs weren't written written about her right right because it seems so logical that they would be at the time so we're going to come out of the break here with Layla by Derek and the Dominoes but here's the fun thing you may believe that oh he wooed her and such in reality no Patty Boyd was traded for a guitar now you have to read the whole story I'm only going to give you sort of the Fisher Price version of it but Eric Clapton pined for her for years and years and years and wrote these songs. As a matter of fact, the entire album uh, with Derek and the Dominoes is basically a giant love ode (laughs) to Patty Boyd. And he chased her and chased her and chased her. He finally got her. The thing is, it was sort of a swap made between the two men. And if this makes you angry, ladies, I don't know, maybe it should, but it's still the truth. Sort of Harrison was, and I'm, and I, again, I'm saying it quickly and, and I'm not giving right. all of the minutiae that's in it, but basically it was, you know, I'll trade you this guitar for the wife. Right. And they split, and she was immediately picked up by Eric Clapton. The problem was there was a love affair before the split happened. It's just the songs, I'm playing them in chronological order, so I have to get through the Clapton thing before I can get to the love affair that happened before. So... Let's take a break. Tell us who's listening to you. This is complicated. It is. It is. It is. Take a break. And when we come back, we're going to tell you about this little encounter she had with Dr. Robert. Oh, my goodness. And if you you know the song, you already know who Dr. Robert is, and you probably know what she did. Who's listening to us? KNHS in Lafayette, Louisiana. Thank you for running the radio show. Catch us on Facebook. Search Rock School Radio Show. Like us. You really like us. Back in a minute on Rock School. Coming out of the break, we uh, promised to tell you about Dr. Robert. Now, if you're a Beatles fan, you know the song Dr. Robert. Are you going to you know. play it? Then my fr- Oh, no, i got to write songs that are written for Patty oh, Boyd. Oh, this would be my perfect. My friend, I say you <laughs> call Dr. Robert. He'll be there any day or night, Dr. Robert. It's a great Do- song. Dr. Robert was a dentist. I mean, really was a Dr. Robert. He was he, an official dentist. As the song says, he worked for the National Health. <laughs> He is Dr. Robert. Okay, so oh my tell gosh. me about Dr. Robert and Patty Boyd. Okay, uh, Patty Boyd had her first encounter with LSD. Wow. In early 1965. Yeah, not by choice. Wait a second now. <laughs> when the couple's dentist, John Riley, yeah. or Dr. Robert, Dr. Robert, 
secretly laced her coffee with the drug during a dinner party at his yep. home. Wouldn't that cheese you that off? That would, you know what? I would be so angry. He'd be livid. I, I kind of feel hooked. the same way. And back then, see, they didn't know. They didn't know that LSD was such a bad thing. And, 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 and it probably was just seen as a party drug and kind of fun. But still, I would be livid well, if they, someone they had done that to me. Well, they all started to leave. And then Riley told them, uh, Dr. Robert yeah. told them that um, he had spiked their drinks. And Oops. tried to pers- persuade them to stay. Well, of course, you're about to go on an LSD trip. Yep. I wonder if he played goalie. There's other names for it, but normally during LSD trips, you have one person that stays straight in case the person starts to have a bad trip so that one straight person can sort of guide them, stating, look, you're on LSD. None of this is real. None of this is happening. So you have the one person. I've heard it called a goalie. I've heard other other names for it, but it's basically the one person that stays straight. So, I just can't even imagine messing with someone's life like that. Would bother you. The name Layla comes from a 5th century Arabian poem turned book, The Story of Layla and Majnun, I assume. M-A-J-N-U-N. It's adapted from a Persian poet by the name of Nizami Ganjavi. A uh, mutual friend gave copies to Clapton and Boyd. It was all about forbidden love. And Clapton took the name and turned it into this monster piece of music that's just a seven-minute pining for this woman who he can't have. Yep, and this is the reason we have so many girls named Layla. Layla. I have read so many names Layla when I read the names at graduation. Clapton, Derek and the Dominoes, Layla on Rock School. Derek and the Dominoes, Layla from 1971, a love ode to Patty Boyd. Here's the fun thing. Upon hearing it, Patty Boyd stated she didn't care for it too much. Why don't you just take an arrow kill and me now. drive it through my heart? Wonder what she thinks about it now. Oh, huh? I'm sure. I'm, I can't even imagine being her right now. All these classic songs that are her and since we brought Clapton into it immediately everybody's head is going to go to wonderful tonight oh, to have such problems yeah Please. how horrible is this Please. also on the same album Derek and the Dominoes and assorted love songs bell bottom blues again 1971 it was written for Patty Boyd and the story goes she asked him to get her a pair of bell bottom jeans when he went to the United States Clapton wrote the song for her along with a whole bunch of others on the album and of course, I looked away, and Layla again are also specifically denoted to her. However, many people believe the entire album is just one giant love ode to I, Patty I Boyd. I think that's true. Okay, we're going to come out of it when things start to go a little bit sour with George Harrison. His Dark Horse album has a song that is widely admitted this is about Patty Boyd, specifically marital problems. But first, I'm Joe Burns. You are Tammy Burns. All right, here are the rock and roll dates October 30th all the way through November 5th November 5th I think you have Monday go ahead October 30th 2002 Jason Mizell aka Jam Master J of Run DMC age 37 is shot and killed 
at a recording studio in the Jamaican neighborhood of Queens, New York. October 31, Elvis makes his last recording. He records Jim Reeves' song, He'll Have to Go. November 1st, 1998, Atlanta Records launches a music video service called... What is that called? Instavid. Instavid? Instavid. It fails. Yeah. That's why I don't know what it is, because mm-hmm. users simply did not have enough bandwidth to stream over Real Network. Right. Real Network, the real player, was the first streaming service on the internet. And the bad part about it is, now when you stream, you can just put the file on any server. Yeah. But if you wanted to stream, literally click on the thing and it comes and it plays as it downloads, the concept of streaming, you had to purchase a real network's server. Oh, that's a pain. Oh, it was. Oh, it didn't happen. Things were very, very difficult at one point in time. November 2nd, 1995, Chrissy Hind of The Pretenders guest stars on the Friends episode. November 3rd, 1990, Ice... I can't even say Ice, 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 Baby. Ice, Baby. All right, stop. Collaborate and listen. Ice is back (laughs) with a brand new... It's number one. Yeah, I know. Doesn't that kill you? Oh, my gosh. It, marking the first time a rapper has topped the chart. Really? Uh, that was the first time? Well, you've got to get into an argument of what do you consider a rapper. Okay. If you consider somebody who is a, a physical rapper all the time, then yes, that's probably true. But if you only talk about a song where rap is performed in it, then Blondie's Rapture went to the top of the charts gotcha. before his. So it, it's anytime you say this is the first, you better well, lay it, it your was variables just out. There. That's why I was like, yeah. is that the first? November 4, 2003, Skid Row's Sebastian Bach starts his reoccurring role on the Gilmore Girls. Love that. And November 5, 1999, Van Halen announces that Gary Sharon is leaving the band. It just wasn't good. I like Extreme. I like Gary Sharon. It just wasn't very good. Okay. 1974. Wow, you got out of that quickly. Like right. I said, they uh, they divorce. Uh, George Harrison and Patty Boyd divorce yeah. in 77. But Dark Horse comes out in 74, and there's a song on there called So Sad, which is widely believed and, according to the things that I read, admittedly about the marital problems between himself and Patty Boyd. There you have it. Now, they separated... In seventy four, seventy five, the divorce became final in nineteen seventy seven. Well, and she, you know, she says that he just cheated all the time. Well, yeah, he probably did. Mm-hmm. I have to believe if you marry a rock star, it's part of the gig. You got to understand that these things are yeah, going to happen. Yeah, but you happen. know who the last cheat was with, don't you? Yeah, I, yeah. I think I who, do. Who was it? I, what I, th- you mean with Harrison? Yeah. Uh, no, I mean with, uh, da, 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 with... Patty Boyd? Yeah, Patty Boyd. Oh, I know who the last cheat was, and after we play the song, we're going to talk no, about no. it. No, no, okay, yeah, Harrison. Who was Harrison's last cheat? Oh, I, I don't know. Hmm, how about Ringo Starr's w- wife? Are you serious? Yeah, Maureen. Wow, kids. Yep, Ringo okay. Starr's wife, Maureen. Wow, kids. Which Boyd called yeah. the final straw. Well, there you go. That's it. So sad. George Harrison, solo on Rock School.
Okay, September 1974. They're not divorced yet. Harrison and Patty Boyd are not divorced yet. Things are not wonderful, though. But according to Ronnie Wood of the Rolling Stones, at that point in time, he was with the Faces, but now with the Rolling Stones, he and Harrison slept with each other's wives in the 70s. There was this thing where he took Patty Boyd off to the Bahamas. I have no idea what happened with Harrison and his wife. And he, Ron Wood, creates this solo album called I've Got to Do My Own Album. Or pardon me, I've Got My Own Album to Do. Again, still part of the faces. And he writes this song called Mystifies Me, built off of Patty Boyd. At least the week. Yeah, at least the week the week that they spent together in the Bahamas. So let's throw Ron Wood into the gumbo. Now it's weird. It is mystifies me on Rock School. Into the second break here on Rock School. Welcome to 1977. She is now a free woman, but not for long. She immediately begins dating and will later marry Eric Clapton. And the story goes, reportedly he was waiting for her to get dressed one night. And I don't want to go on the old silly stereotype that men can be ready, you know, quick shower and a shave and women take forever. It's okay. Yeah. I mean, you don't do that a whole lot. No, I don't. But I'm assuming there are women that will take so long to get ready that it's annoying. I know a lot of women who take forever to get ready. Mm -hmm. Well, she was doing just that and he had about 30 minutes while she was make-upping and doing all those things and he put together enough of the song just during that 30 minutes he was able to complete it at a later time so you have wonderful tonight you know what that's not the song i would have written what would you have written come on let's get out of here get your get your your butt down here i need a drink let's go hey fun fact you know who sings back up on that song uh i do not yvonne elliman Really? Yeah. So we got to come out of the break. Right now, who's listening to us? Hmm, That would be KRFY. Yes, it would. And they're located in Sandpoint, Idaho. Super duper. Back in a minute here on Rock School. Out of the break. Well, now they're married. Now Clapton has married Boyd, and it's not a pleasant marriage because he apparently will not stop doing drugs and will not stop having an affairs. Uh, have as I have seen it written, the chase was a whole lot better than actually catching the prize. Well, Once he was, caught the prize, it wasn't worth it. She was also drinking a whole lot. Oh, sure. Drugs, and, I'm positive you know, and of it. And she had a past with drugs. Sure. It's the second half of Goodfellas. Things were really good until the drugs got out of control. <laughs> then things went down. <laughs> now, follow me here. Okay. This is the tough thing. Yes. Many people, and again, this one I'm not dead serious on, dead sure on, but many people believe that the song by Eric Clapton in 1986, She's Waiting is about Patty Boyd. Remember, Patty Boyd leaves him in 87 because of his drugs and his infidelity. Right, yes. She finally divorces him in 89. But she's gone in 87. 
The story goes that when Clapton's working on his 1986 album, the people from the record company comes in and says, hey, look, you know, you... You can't do this. Uh, there's no hits on this album. So he quickly whips this thing up. He which puts is a why, hit together. Right, which is why they think it's about Patty Boyd so much. Now, here's... You kind of have to follow the logic here. This has nothing to do with She's Waiting, but alcoholism, cocaine, bad drugs, and his infidelities. One of the infidelities led to... I believe she's Italian. She is. She's a model named yep. Lori Del Santo. Right. He has a child with Lori Del Santo who is named Connor. Mm -hmm. Connor gets too close to a window. I believe he was four years old at the time and he falls to his death. Right. Which results in the song Tears in Heaven. Uh, yes. But it also, you know, the story goes that Patty Boyd had no idea that this affair was going on. Now she really? knew affairs were going on, but this one specifically, the child, the pregnancy, she states that it oh didn't my know. Gosh. Yeah. So it's crazy. There was a child involved. You got it. Eighty six, she's waiting, Terry Clapton on Rock School. Okay, last break here on Rock School, and we're going to play a song by Eric Clapton called Old Love from 1989, the Journeyman LP. And we know for a fact that this one is at least, it at least uses Boyd as the main inspiration for the song. Uh, apparently, a note was written from Clapton to Boyd that stated, it's going to be the best song on the album. It's called Old Love. Please don't be offended. It's not about you being old. It's about love getting old, and it's great. Well, you'll see when you hear it. So there you have it. That one is straight from Clapton, okay. and we know that's about it. So Patty Boyd, there's that old, you know, MTV game show. Patty Boyd, dead or alive or Indian food? She is still alive. As a matter of fact, she <laughs> married some guy named Rod Weston in 2015. Yep. Yeah, he's a, a real estate developer. He is. Yeah, I, think so. he, I think he probably has... Uh, enough money. Yes. Oh, sure. It, yeah. It's it's the, the millionaire next door. Yeah. I have no doubt that Rod is having absolutely no trouble meeting the bills. She's 70 years old, and she is still... She's like Goldie Hawn. She's like Deborah no, Harry. She's, At 70 years old, she's really pretty. Yeah. It's a little better than Goldie Hawn. Yeah, you yeah. think so? Goldie, so Goldie's I think Goldie Hawn's pretty. Goldie's cute. She shouldn't have put too much Botox in her face, though. Now, now, meow, 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 bowl of milk. Eric Clapton, old love. I think we got all the facts correct. If we didn't, you know, shoot me an email. Let me know where we screwed up, as you will anyway. I'm Joe Burns. Oh, I'm Tammy Burns. And you're not the woman who's had more songs written about her, although I have certainly tried. That's Patty Boyd. All right, class is dismissed. <laughs> <laughs>